You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? This is Podcast PXN, episode one. Super excited to get this started for you guys. We're titling this episode Discovery. So today, I'm just going to introduce each of us to just kind of get us a background here. That was an awful intro, but I mean, I didn't we're fine. Say, I didn't even we're, say anything. We're fine. We're I fine. Didn't even say anything. So to my right is the pride of PlayStation. Yes, I just dubbed that. Sean Babiak. Like that counts, well, but thank I, you, Daniel. I think it counts. Thank and you. this is Dan DTM or Daniel Prindle. So the DTM stands for something incredibly. It does not actually stand for that. Uh, believe it or not, it you thought it was for... going to be an extra thing for Devil May Cry. You're like they're going to do DMC colon DTM. I don't know what it stands for. Demon trilogy. Manga. It stands for Dan is the freaking man. Dan the man. You. Which when you when you think when you think about it in my Twitter handle Dan is DTM it doesn't make any sense because it's Dan is Dan the man man, but you know we're not gonna talk about that anyways all right so today we're gonna kind of give a background Uh, so I'm obviously the Xbox guy I love Halo I've loved Xbox for a very long time Uh, all the way back to 2001 with Halo Combat Evolved I used to play all the time. 2001. Well, no, give me a date. November 20... I don't know the exact day. That's an awful... I'm pretty sure it's You're 17. trying to put me on the spot. It's November it's something, 2001. It's well, it could be, but it's the re- release day of ex- the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Roro says, hello, I lied, I came, hopefully I can stay for the whole show. Cool, Roro, appreciate you coming out to the show. November 15th, 2001. I went over. Price is right rules. Yeah. I went over. So, Halo is my bread and butter. You're going to hear me talk about it a ton on this show. Um, obviously, I freaking love the franchise. I've done videos on uh, predictions and everything for Halo on my other channel, but that's pretty much the gist of what I have to offer, Xbox expertise. But I also love PlayStation franchises. I love Naughty Dog. I love Nintendo games like you know, Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild and all that. But this guy is going to introduce himself now, and he's kind of our PlayStation guy. So I am obviously older and wiser than Daniel. That's the big Hence the gray hairs. And you said that word. We said we wouldn't say that word. That's all right. That's that's not going to bode well for you during this (laughs) podcast. Uh, Yeah, PlayStation. I've had a PlayStation since the launch date. Back in the 90s, I've had every single Nintendo system. Actually, surprisingly, not the Wii. That's the only one I've never owned in my entire life. Awful system. I, Despite how many it's There sold. was two games I really enjoyed playing, which they yeah. both were Super Mario Galaxy. That yeah. was about it. Yeah. I wasn't even a huge fan of the Zeldas. Skyward Swords puzzles or dungeons were okay. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I am huge on both PlayStation and Nintendo, but there are Xbox games that... I obviously do love That's uh, specifically a Sunset Overdrive. Please, dear God, bring that franchise back. Insomniac that was, was the most fun I think I ever had just goofing off before in a game. Like not, I don't even couldn't tell you the story at yeah. all. Uh, but my uh, PlayStation, I can range from anything to RPGs, and I get down and dirty with some JRPGs. Down, down, down and, and dirty. dirty. Yeah, I don't say that with Aerith though. She'll. That's just going to get weird. Oh, okay. uh, and then also some big time games like Apex, uh, that type of stuff big today. Time. 
big time. I don't know. How's that not big time? Well, all right. I'll give it to you. Uh, I disagree. You know. All right. So that's cool. And you have obviously more Nintendo experience than I have, so you'll definitely fulfill that category a lot more than I will. Well, yeah, that that goes without saying. (laughs) I was playing the Switch while we were waiting for this. That's true. The greatest greatest invention that could have been happening in my adult life is the Switch. And right before the show, I was playing Master Chief Collection, of course. But we'll go into that later. Anyways, first up, we're going to talk about the news of the week. So this is our PXN News of the Week. Uh, The first news story, this is kind of a huge milestone. Uh, So the PS4 has surpassed 100 million units sold. Which, King of the world, which is kind—it's unbelievable. I will—I will tell you that it's crazy how quickly they have gotten there. And I think Damon Hatfield from IGN actually tweeted out that they're on pace to pass the Wii by the end of the year if they keep on their pace that they're on, which is crazy. Um, it's kind of unbelievable, but at the same time, what happened at the start of this generation kind of helped with that. Oh man, that's a that's a loser saying, that's a loser mentality no, right there. I'm just saying Microsoft absolutely destroyed all momentum they had well, for, Ma- for Matrix, Xbox 360. Don Matrix destroyed everything. Well, yeah. <laughs> they they lost all momentum when it when it came to that. So that helped PlayStation 4, but also the games that have come in the meantime, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, Spider-Man, uh, God of War. Oh, their first party has been unstoppable. Honestly, the sad part is, is this has been their weakest first party year. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Thus far. And even then, we've had some very good third party games on there. Absolutely. This Honestly, this year in general is not a good year for first party games. Because really, you have Gears of War 4 or 5 from Microsoft, but... There's not really a whole lot else. And whatever Death Stranding is going to eventually be. Yeah. Who knows? I don't even know if Kojima knows at this point. Yeah, I don't think think so. So Tyler says, uh, Halo C released November 15th. I got you, Daniel. Don't worry. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I I could not come up with that on the fly. You still went 22nd, though, so that's still over. We both lost. Price is right rules. I mean, (laughs) it's debatable. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that they've done $100 I remember, what, PS2 is the best-selling console of all time. Yeah. And obviously, no one is ever going to catch up to that. But I just think it's so funny how before the launch of this generation back in the early early months of 2013, uh, consoles are dead. Yeah, they're not ever going to happen again. Pretty much. Now, granted, we don't Everyone know any that. Xbox numbers, but and yeah. we always know that they're behind at this point. Right. But they're still not behind like a losing behind. No, they're, they're still doing yes, well. Exactly. Yeah. Or they'd be out of business at this point. They no. go Sega yeah. up or something. And the other thing is, is for Microsoft at this point, they don't even care like how many Xbox Ones they sell. They just want to put their games on PC, Xbox, X Cloud. I'd love them to put know. their games on anything at this point their games get some first party games they're coming they're coming they've <laughs> acquired a ton Eventually. of studios they are working toward it phil spencer has had a plan ever since he took over and you can see that he first wanted to do hardware then he moved to i'll, I'll give him that software. ever since he went there yeah but he, he's absolutely improved I, that i think next... it'll be very interesting when we find out about what xbox does in the end yeah i could see a world where technically this generation beats out the 360 ps3 generation yeah for i sure. don't really count the wii in that but i guess you have to yeah, at the same it, time yeah uh and who knows where it, wii u lies i mean the no, wii was a super popular console you can't discredit that at least but obviously it wasn't made for like the hardcore audience no no it was, it was your casual gamer i mean it yeah. had 
probably the best pack-in game ever. Yeah. Not, I didn't find it the best. I mean, Duck yeah. Hunt was my pack-in game yeah. for the original NES, but I mean, when you have Grandma sitting there bowling with you, mm-hmm. you don't get much more gaming than that. Absolutely. All right, so the next uh, PXN news item for the week is actually a brand new clip that people discovered from the Halo uh, Discover Hope trailer. And it's brand new audio from Cortana in this um, little Easter egg that people found. They basically pieced together a QR code that linked to another piece of audio for that trailer. So this is kind of, this is super interesting. So I'm going to play this so you can hear it, uh, so you can get an idea. This, this, this is part of me. I don't know why, I don't know how, but it is me. All right, so obviously you can hear her say in that clip, this, this is part of me. I don't know why, I don't know how, but it is me. So the interesting thing about this is like this audio clip ties in perfectly to the E3 trailer. People uh, place this audio over the top of the original E3 trailer and it literally lines up perfectly with the audio that was already there. And it's super cool to hear because it sounds like to me what they're going to do is have Cortana is basically split. So she has split personalities that are going to, this is what I'm imagining. She's past past rampancy at this point, right? Well, no. So Halo 4, she was fighting rampancy. Then Halo 5, she went into this thing called the Domain, which... Is, it's kind of unclear at this point what happened in the domain. Because the story but the, was so unclear. Yeah, but the, the dom- <laughs> but the domain basically brought Cortana uh, back together, I guess, so to speak. So what the idea is right now is, based on this trailer, there might be other audio clips that people haven't discovered yet because 343's actually talked about how there's still more stuff people haven't discovered from the trailer yet. So... When you piece it all together, there might be multiple pieces of Cortana talking where they're trying to show there's multiple fragments of her like spread across the galaxy that Chief may have to go explore so they're and find. A, they're pulling a Kojima. That's no. I'm <laughs> as just, far as like just littering things around yeah. and saying, "Well, you haven't found everything yet." That's just not what. Everything. That's just what I think is going to happen. I, that's not a guarantee or anything like that. That's just my speculation. But that seems to me like it would make sense because Infinite seems to be going back to the original uh, Halo CE a lot in terms of exploration and open worlds. So I really think that they're going to have you travel to different parts of the Halo installation, 07, that's in the trailer, and find the different fragments of Cortana and try to piece her back together. Because obviously the Cortana of Halo 5 is like super psycho and rampant, so... It'll be super inter- interesting to see what happens there, but I just thought that that audio clip was super cool, and I'm very, very impressed that the uh, community was able to p- piece that one together and well, find now, that one I, out. As, as you know, I've gotten back into FPSs recently yeah. after taking almost like a 10-year break yeah. of not, and it'll be interesting to see if it's something that makes me want to buy uh, Scarlet at this point. I mean, it's not something that I'm currently planning on i got all three last time at launch yeah uh but i did not get i'm at this point i'm only planning on getting to ps5 absolutely uh but halo at least one and two we've talked about this has always been something that i remember fondly especially 
I didn't play them online, obviously yeah. not one, yeah. but we always had LAN parties when I was growing up with them. And now I had fond memories of it, uh, but it'll be interesting to see if it's something that can bring me back into the fold. Yeah. I mean, I still know the story. I actually remember reading a bunch of the books when I was a kid, too, like The Fall of Reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and there I was think... a Flood book, too, I think, if I remember right. Yep, there is. Uh, I think that Halo Infinite is going to bring back a lot of fans because they're trying to get they're trying to recapture what Bungie had in the original trilogy that was so good and they're kind of foreshadowing that with the art style changes they made because their art style is completely different in Halo 4 and 5 than Infinite. It's a lot less Inf- blocky. Yeah, and Infinite is harping back to that original yeah. trilogy which a lot of people are super excited about. I'm very excited to see that as well and see what kind of gameplay changes we get. As I think well. I think what people will be most excited for is no more Locke. Yes. <laughs> God. Agent Locke. Agent Locke is such an awful character. They just didn't do anything with him interesting. Like, it's just uh, No, they awful. did. In uh, the... Uh, Master Chief Collection. They had a ca- he had a cameo in the second oh, Halo, gosh. which I was just no, like, why, he, why is this? Here? Well, yeah, there's an epilogue and a, pr- or yeah. a prologue for Halo Two anniversary. Yeah, I was like, why is this yeah. here? And the funny thing is, is Mike Coulter voices Voiced Locke it, yeah. in that, but then they changed the voice actor because they everyone complained about how awful he was because he was bad. That's the downfall about Hollywood actors with when it comes to yeah. some roles. Like leave it to the Nolan North, yeah. uh, like exactly. Troy Baker. I leave def- it to the actual voice actors. I definitely agree with that. Guys, if you have anything to ask, uh, just go ahead and pop it in the chat. We'll answer them as we go here, but uh, we'll we'll go ahead and move on to the next news item if you want to talk about this one because you're obviously more capable than For I am. For it. So yeah. uh, on Tuesday, the Dragon Quest Hero for Smash Brothers was released. Uh think that's the second playable character or in dlc that's been announced for smash brothers uh still got three more to go including banjo kazooie which i know you're excited banjo yes so i had a chance because i did buy the battle pass Mm -hmm. i did have a chance to play as uh him or them um i don't know if you know it's like a span of eight different heroes in dragon quest you're always like a different hero but your name is hero Oh, I did not. It's know not that. a JRPG I ever got into. Ugh, it's yeah. not my type of JRPG. I don't uh, like JRPGs. <laughs> wait till Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, no. Technically JRPG. I still don't like that. Uh, so I gave him a try uh, for about maybe 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Oh, man. Uh, and I actually am not a Persona guy, and yeah. I really like Joker. I thought Ooh. his moveset was really cool. Uh, his down B was really awesome. Uh, his smash was great. But uh, this guy, like, it, first off, his controls just, they feel sluggish for not a sluggish character, Ooh. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I guess I'm expecting him to play, like, a Marth or a Roy, uh, Roy from Fire Emblem. Yeah. And it feels like his attacks are a little slower. I mean, his over A is okay. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. And then his... His magic, I, I, I get it. That's the whole lore of Dragon Quest is MP, that type of stuff. And you actually, it is kind of cool to see the MP bar above him. Gotcha. When normally you don't have bars or health in Smash. In Smash. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little nice little throwback for it, but I'm for just, sure. I don't see myself playing as him that often. And honestly, even the stage itself, yeah, meh. To me, 
to, to be honest, it sounds so confusing too. There's eight versions of the character, so it's like, how it's do you? Re- are they all different? They are. It's all okay. reskins, basically. Yeah. Okay. It's not like the Echo Fighters I did with like Dark Samus and Samus or gotcha. the Belmonts. It's not like those. It's just the same character the whole time. Gotcha. But yeah, just I'm really hopeful for Banjo. Banjo's I think there's I think there's a lot they can do with oh, it. Yes. I still have no idea where they're gonna go with the next two characters. Yeah. I really don't. Everyone have they was not announced the next two? No. Oh. Everyone's been like Master big, Chief. They they already got one Xbox. I don't don't push your that's, luck. That's true. I can't believe they got Banjo after years of saying that they were going to. I can just because Phil last last E three Phil Spencer said <laughs> well, yeah, he put Twitter, a little money in that pocket. <laughs> no, he's like, oh, I would totally let them have Banjo if they want to use it. And, that's and true. That, got the that is rolling. true. Nintendo and Microsoft are yeah. buddy buddy hardcore now yep. these days, which. It's not a bad thing in the end. I mean, no. Sony's the one with the stick in their butt that's was shooting down crossplay a lot at first. They're obviously now more open to it because of all the backlash. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's kind of that's kind of what happens when you're in the driver's seat. You kind of get sidetracked and you do things that you that aren't necessarily good for the gamer, but they're good for your business maybe. Uh, so I Sony, would agree because look at the 360 to the one, and yeah. you can always look at the PS2 to three. Yeah. yeah. Nintendo's the only one that has it really screwed up but they also underperformance oh, wii, wii u was bad yeah but that, that wasn't was... their third console yeah so as far as the character i mean obviously if you have the season pass get it it's free because yep. you already paid for it but yep. if you're just buying single characters at a time i'd pass okay cool all right so this brings us to our final news item of the week so there is a class action lawsuit for the nintendo switch joy cons drift and i know uh, Nintendo has now came out and said uh, that they are replacing Joy-Con controllers that are having this issue. And this, to me, has always been super weird because from the from the very beginning uh, of the Switch launch, there was that weird issue with, like, the left Joy-Con or something, like, as far as connecting goes. Yeah, it was. They, everyone kept saying it was, like, a Bluetooth issue or something yeah. like that. I remember. And And then this drift issue, and I'm like... I don't know. I've never had this issue, but obviously I've only played, I played like 90 hours of Breath of the Wild and that was the most I played on my Switch. Uh, other than that, I've probably only played like six or seven hours on my Switch total. So You know, the sad part is, is that you can look at your top games. Yeah. Breath of the Wild is in my top game. That's how really? much, that's how many more I've put into. Oh, Cuphead, I probably put it upwards of like 20 plus hours on it. Cuphead on Xbox. So I played it, obviously, on Xbox, but yeah. dude, to have it on the go is perfect. That's true. Uh, yeah, I know you said you haven't had much experience with the drift. Yeah. I am fortunately the bearer of bad news that I have. Ooh. It has sucked. Um, I actually went out to buy new controllers when Mario Party uh, got released Yeah. because I was having the drift issue. Really? Uh, because when we tried initially... Uh, one player couldn't play the games Ugh. and you know in mario party when you get those team games yeah. it's like well if you don't have one person you're done <laughs> you're screwed yeah so yeah it's it sucks um i don't know exactly why this happened as far as it seems like it's something that maybe uh, nintendo knew about mm. in a way like yeah we already knew all the issues from the bluetooth from two years ago at launch and you see things pop up on reddit and Kotaku about like talking about drift with controllers and stuff like that. So just because there was one that's filed, that's why they started offering this free repair for it. Gotcha. But 
it's obviously something that's continuing to happen. See, to me, that's the problem for me of Nintendo is they always are reactive instead of proactive. They oh, always, yeah, yeah. like, if this, there's something that goes wrong, then they react to it. They don't, like, necessarily proactively go out and do something to benefit people. Like, the whole YouTube issue when people were uploading uh, Nintendo uh, clips and videos of them playing Nintendo games. Oh, like games. in 2015, I think that yeah, was. Yeah. yeah, and they kept uh, copyright claiming everything. So it was, like, super annoying for people who were content creators trying to make a living for themselves playing, like, Nintendo games and other, other properties on the Nintendo platform. And they were just pulling every video that they had and copyright striking everything which is super frustrating but then it's finally super dumb yeah it's exactly exactly it's <laughs> your freaking platform like why there's no sense in doing that so but then they obviously backtracked on that a little bit even in the last year they they did a few things to help backtrack on that and they've kind of laxed their rules I mean, i'm, ha I'm that happy well. that the repair is free yeah, I mean that oh, is yeah. a good thing that they're doing. The repair yeah. repairs free. Yeah. You just have to send it off, and a lot of people who are Nintendo Switch like into their Nintendo Switch. Yeah, they don't just have two sets of Joy Cons. A yeah. lot of them have an extra set. Yeah, uh, especially if you're being like Becky on the commercial when it first now it's going on a rooftop. Yeah. And playing. But can we just talk about for a second how bizarre that freaking original commercial was? They were just playing in the most random spots like, yeah, let's go on the basketball court and drop the switch So down. I, I agree like, with some things, what? but you can ask your brother. I was playing at the airport. Uh. And yeah. I had it. I had the uh, switch. Actually, I had it hooked out. Yeah. On its little stand, and then I had my Joy-Con. That's why I'm not going to do a Switch Lite, though. Yeah. Because it doesn't even have that. But to me, I, that's the that's the exciting thing about X Cloud and like streaming too, though. In the future, like just having it on your your uh, phone, and then just having the like the Bluetooth controller that hooks onto your phone, like that's super exciting for me. But that's obviously still a little ways for away. It, yeah, yeah. But. Um, they are doing testing for xCloud this fall, so we'll see how that goes. I don't know how that's going to end up I don't ever out, see that but... coming on a PlayStation, but I could 100% see that being on a Nintendo. Yeah. I think if I could play Ori uh, and the Willow of the Wisps, or Willow of the Wisps. Willow of the Wisps. Well, I can't say it. It just sounds like it Will should be Willow. of the Wisps. Uh, I think if I could play that yeah. on my Switch, I would buy that. Thing. Yeah. That's fair point. Yeah. All right, so... That's the end of the PXN News of the Week, so we're going to jump into the games we are playing right now. So uh, lately I've been super busy, obviously, getting my brand new house prepared. Uh, finally moved in a few weeks ago and got everything set up. As you can see behind me, Halo CE all the way to Halo 5 posters behind me. I don't know if you can see that far back, but don't. Are you making... You're making what? little gestures back there about my Halo I was just letting you know posters. how level it is. That's yeah, all. Okay. Well, it's close enough. Uh, TM. But I've been lately playing uh, Halo Master Chief Collection a lot. Um, a lot. Halo 5 a little bit and Halo Wars 2. A lot of Halo. Obviously, I love Halo, so always I'm always going to be playing Halo. Um, but I'm super excited to soon try out uh, Wolfenstein, um, the new one. The Young Blood. Young Blood. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw some reviews on it. Yeah, Metacritic's not too hot on it. I know it's it's kind of sitting at like the seven yeah. range right now, but honestly, Machine Games has made some great freaking Wolfenstein games in the last couple of years. So I'm I just want to try it out and see for myself. 
I don't trust Dan Stapleton, and his review was awful for IGN. So normally I would trust IGN, but I freaking cannot stand Dan Stapleton. Let's just put that on the record. Hi, Dan. If you're watching, you're not. But anyways, so <laughs> so I just want to check it out for myself, see and see how it is, and uh, see how good it is compared to you know old old blood and. So I never got order. a chance to play the second. Yep. Uh, I played the hell out of the first. Yep. Uh, New Colossus. And, yeah, and I'm yeah. very excited, actually, not for Youngblood, but for the VR experience. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cyberpilot? Yes. Yeah. Uh, mostly because with Bethesda kind of goes both feet in with VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, Doom VFR. Yeah. I had a blast playing that game. And what about you, Fallout 4? You'd think, uh, <laughs> I never even played, you know, I'm not a Fallout guy. Oh, but you'd think you'd get sick be. being in that first person and not having a moving controller and doing a teleportation thing yeah you don't i didn't feel anything it felt pretty flawless really when it came to that um shooting was really good it it gets that adrenaline going because it's like oh man they are right there in front of your face yeah well that's cool what what games are you playing right now so as a lot of people that know me recently i my name's sean babiak and i do have an addiction uh, that addiction is Apex. He has an addiction. Uh, yes. It has been stuck with me since pretty much launch. And I'll preface this with saying I never had a online addiction before. <laughs> this is my very first online game. Yeah. Unless you count Roller Coaster Tycoon back in the day. Yeah. But I, I don't Sounds know like what Greg it is. like Greg Miller. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the camaraderie uh, mm. when it comes to playing with my friends. Yeah because uh, they all got into it at the same time too uh, sure. but it's just a lot of fun it's a blast playing in the same map and I never thought I would say that because the changes so far have been minimal minimal yeah, yeah. Um, I will say uh, yesterday was a dour day in the apex time Ooh. Uh, every single one of my group we got yeah. kicked off and I, when I say kicked off, I mean screens frozen, hard booted, oh, all that stuff. That's not good. Uh, yeah, it's it's been kind of glitch central in season two, unfortunately. That sucks. I, I don't know what's going on with it. It was happening towards the end of season one, and now yeah. it's just continued. Uh, but I mean, I haven't paid for anything since the very first Battle Pass, because you can get it pretty much free, free as, yeah. you, as you grind. But That's good. It's it's real struggle when I come home every day and I just want to play that. Yeah, and, that's it. and I can definitely attest to that. He constantly plays it. Right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so one of the very interesting parts about that, though, is like I'm all for games that are free to play, like Apex Legends, Fortnite, and all that, but they have to give you a path to unlock the content natively. Like You can't just say you have to fork out this many dollars for these items. That's what kind of got me out of Fortnite was just seeing the amount of skins and sh- and stuff that they were releasing um i get that it doesn't change the gameplay it's just very annoying that they're kind of pressing on like mainly little kids who just keep buying these skins and keep buying them over and over and over and over and then the rest of the gaming industry doesn't expand because everyone all their little kids are going to this one thing and spending all their money on these skins that don't really change the game it's just so presenting I, them in a different I, way. I get that mentality. Um, that I think actually Apex does it right, where yeah. 
Uh, you can technically unlock every single thing in that game without purchasing. Which is good. Um, and even the passes, the downfall is, is you have to put the time in. Yeah. I mean, to get everything from this season, you have to be a hundred level, 110 level for your battle pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, and you can still unlock things via Apex packs that they randomly drop throughout levels. So you do have the option of actually acquiring everything without purchasing. Right. But Just there is a that grind. it is, and there's that risk of like, so that first season, yeah. I only got to level 95. I didn't get to the 15 other levels, so gotcha. I missed out on the legendary skin for some gun I don't ever use. But it's like, I don't really care, right? But then it does make you feel it's not that FOMO, fear of missing out, man. Yeah, you don't get everything exactly, you, especially yeah. if you have OCD and you're like, I need everything for this one gun or whatever. So yeah, I definitely feel you there. And uh, then, uh, let's just talk about it at bedtime, man. I don't know what it is. I harper back to Greg Miller with it. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Marvel Ultimate Alliance uh, 3. I, yeah. It is, first off, it's perfect home on the Switch. Yeah. Perfect home. It's that, it's that type of game that should be on there. I said the same thing when they uh, announced Diablo. It was definitely... It's perfect for it. It was a great grab by Nintendo to get it as an exclusive. Oh, 100%. 100%. And yeah. then, it's just... It's mindless. I'm not gonna lie. I mm-hmm. could tell you what the story is by just saying, "Look at the last movies," and you could just pick and choose what storylines you want, yep. uh, kind of thrown together. But just the amount of characters, I haven't even unlocked them all. But it's just a lot of fun, just goofing off. Awesome, cool. So that's that's the games we're playing right now. Um, so next, we're kind of gonna jump into a little bit of the topic of the show, so to speak. So. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I went to Halo Outpost Discovery in Philadelphia. Uh, That was super, super cool. So the one thing I will say, like, even if you're not a Halo fan, that was such a fun experience. Like, for other people, like, there were so many friends there of other people that like Halo that came just for their friends or whatever, and they had a great time. Like there was this... a dig at me. No, 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 no. I'm just talking generally. There were people on stage that got called up for the for the stage show, and uh, and they got called up on stage for like trivia and stuff like that, and they had no idea any of the answers. But oh, that was, is that is funny. But it that was just really funny. it was hilarious to watch on stage. Like you don't know. Wake me when you need me. Literally the most iconic quote from Halo ever. So that was kind of funny to watch um, as well. Uh, just kind of iconics almost don't know that quote. That it's literally the most iconic line. Anyways, so that was a super cool experience. Like they had so much stuff there. It was, it's not even funny. They had a VR experience. They had laser tag. They had a ring experience, which actually gave like a little bit of a glimpse into Halo Infinite. At least I think so. They didn't specifically say that. But there was a new uh, UNSC flying vehicle uh, that that they had on a poster that she actually talked about in the ring experience, and and it just it was a super cool thing. And then at the end of the ring experience, they had a video that kind of showed uh, a ring, and then it panned into like the Master Chief, which again they didn't say that that was like Halo Infinite related, but it looked like his Halo Infinite armor, and it looked. Obviously, Halo Infinite is going to take place at least partially on Installation 07, which is one of the Halo rings. And so that's 
that that was all super cool to see um like the statues were super insanely detailed the master chief statue that was super cool to see up close and personal um and just just the environment like being around everyone that has the same passion for halo was such a cool thing to see like i will never experience anything like that ever again and i hope I really hope that they do it again next year because I will totally go to it again. Hopefully there's one a little bit closer than 10 hour drive to Philadelphia. Um, but yeah, that, that was a super cool experience for me personally. So two things, at least from my standpoint, Yeah. one of which is I, I think I agree with you when it comes to a centralized theme for a convention yeah i think those go much smoother mm -hmm. than it ever is just like here's a cluster of everything, everything. that we're celebrating yeah and it's like okay well where's my yada 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 yada, yada. like yeah you're when you have that just okay we're only focused on halo yeah your experience is going to be so much better because it's focused on that oh second yeah. and the only thing that i really care about personally <laughs> is the vr yeah so like i've heard some other podcasters and reviews that said it actually wasn't that bad yeah uh, as far as like compared to what a lot of people went in thinking that it was going to be yeah so here's the biggest question for you yeah do they do some sort of vr with halo with oculus at some point like you mean a, a retail release at some point maybe not a retail but so when spider-man homecoming came yeah. out they did a vr experience right iron man's about to have a vr game that right. comes out here soon batman has. so Man, that's that's a tricky question. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they'll have something that they'll release like that. I think that the only way they would do it is if Microsoft releases some kind of platform that that would go on. Because Hololens isn't really that. That Hololens is like an AR experience. It's not a VR experience. So it's alternate reality. It's just projecting on your world that you're seeing. But I don't. I don't really think we will see anything released until microsoft releases their nvr experience or if they do there's not even a guarantee that they will because you've seen this generation playstation back uh vr very heavily and xbox has kind of sat back and kind of watched like hey is this going to be something that blows up or well, is it going to be something nintendo has jumped on board too with labo they just yeah. uh the trailer for um uh kirby vr i think it was yeah it was some sort of vr a new vr experience which theirs is a little bit different because it's not it's not what i'd call true vr it's kind of them like imitating vr with the switch I, yeah i'd agree with that it's, i mean none of it honestly looks entertaining to me yeah. because you don't it's first off it's cardboard which right. whatever right but i it just i think that xbox and this is just my experience with playstation vr i yeah. think they're foolish for not trying to get in the game in some aspect yeah i think part of it might have been due to not having the first party studios that could be committed to it because at that point when it was becoming something yeah. they didn't have that many until these recent acquisitions right but i think next generation that you don't even have to develop a platform just mm. partner with oculus see I don't here's why I don't think that will happen because if you look at PlayStation VR like what they're doing is super cool don't get me wrong and there's some games that are good but there's nothing like insanely big that is like a full-fledged experience that you're going to invest like 
hundreds of hours into necessarily like a Skyrim for instance or something like that like a system seller you're not you don't really get those experiences on VR right now and until you do I don't think that that audience is going to be big enough for Microsoft to want to get into it that's my that's the, the only thing that I'm thinking about I don't think that Microsoft wants to get into it because they're seeing hey PSVR sold what three million units uh, about at this point. Last time I remember seeing some yeah. numbers like 2.7 million. Something like that. But it's like, that's a drop in the bucket compared to the 100 million PS4s that are out there. So they, they don't really feel that it's worth the investment. Kind of like Kinect, except Kinect actually was sort of popular at, on 360 when it first came out. It sold like 10 or 12 million uh, units when it came yeah, out it on 360 10 and 12 million people that regretted but, their decision no that's debatable <laughs> the original three the original <laughs> the original connect was awful but the connect on on xbox one is a good piece of hardware it's just should never been packaged it in. shouldn't have been packaged in yes yeah. i agree i mean uh, i know where we're talking about outpass and that's my main reason is that uh, they only did four of them, if yeah. I remember correctly. One in Florida, one in Philly, or the other two, New York. I think there's five. There's Chicago, Philly, uh, Orlando, uh, Anaheim, and I can't think of the other one. Probably somewhere out west still. Houston. 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 Okay. I think there's five. So of them. you have five events, yeah. and Halo is a very popular American franchise. Yeah. So you'd think you'd want to give them some sort of experience to everybody for that. Yeah. Because uh, if. Uh, 343 has shown anything it has been community engagement and support oh yeah Uh, specifically i would go with halo master chief collection oh yeah when that launched how many bugs did it have for online it didn't even Uh, work exactly so they've spent so long to fix that so they are committed to not only the franchise but to being with that community and i get it technically this wasn't 343 running this it was their community team from her right uh, or actually, it, it is three four three managed, but okay. it's they partnered with another company that specializes in live events. So I think it's like Hershen Live or something like that. So it is three four three like managed, but it's this other company that actually like you know does the Definitely, work yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, like a party planner type right, thing. Yeah, right, like exactly. how they handle everything. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole experience is cool. I mean, honestly. I'm glad, as, as I've known you, I mean, Halo, if you, I'm yeah. assuming if you were a little kid and Halo was around when you were a little kid, instead of yeah. a stuffed teddy bear, you'd have a stuffed Master Chief that you cling uh, on to. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Or Cortana. <laughs> or Cortana. Yeah. Cortana! Like, I, I wish that for the franchises that I love, yeah. that that would be something that would happen. Like, yeah. um, obviously I could go to Nintendo World out in New York to do that, but... Yeah having a convention where it's just solely focused on that brand is such a great idea and such mm-hmm. a an amazing thing that Xbox is showing. Yeah. Um, I think that when they did their Xbox show last year, yep. uh, what was that called? The Xbox conference? Uh, the uh, Mexico. Conference? Oh, no, no, no. That's uh, XO, XO19. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I think like them or going back on that stuff, like almost in a sense one-upping playstation by saying hey you're not going to do this anymore well we are and we're going to show you how it's done and they had cool announcements there like that that was where they announced uh the acquisition of obsidian Mm -hmm. and in exile entertainment which obsidian i don't know about you but i love obsidian's games fallout new vegas south park the sick of truth you uh, named you named my one right there south park sick of truth i yeah 
was a, obviously I'm a huge South Park yeah. guy, and then just playing that game, and yeah. you got a 10-hour RPG oh, yeah. with RPG mechanics, and I couldn't yeah. ask for anything more. In Outer Worlds, that looks very Fallout-esque. I'm super excited for that It does as look well. pretty cool, yeah. Man, Not I, to be confused with Outer Wilds. Yeah, that's very I, I don't understand why they released two games. That's that way too similar. It's <laughs> hard to wrap my, hand, my head around that one. No, but, I mean, I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know it's something that you were looking forward to, oh, and yeah. it seems like it was a successful event yep um it sounds like the lines even weren't that bad yeah the lines were significantly improved from orlando a lot of people were complaining about orlando because you basically couldn't you could only get into like one or two events and you couldn't get into anything else so in that regard it was super good uh the only thing i was a little disappointed about was this the signings uh since i was only able to be there one day the signings for Jen Taylor and uh, Steve Downs, voice of Cortana and Master Chief, they were limiting it to just 80 people. So the first 80 people that got there got signed stuff, but the rest were pretty much SOL. So that, yeah, that's, only, that's the only thing that sucks. And they said, oh, we'll be here all weekend. Don't worry, you'll be able to get stuff signed. Well, unfortunately, I was only there one day, so I couldn't. Well, a lot of conventions, I, I think it's always weird when you're at conventions for multiple days in a row because mm-hmm. in my i like to experience everything all at once i guess yep. so i'm going to experience all that convention has to offer so i only needed to buy a one-day yep. ticket so i yeah that does stink i mean i'm not a fan of getting anybody's autograph anyways right but for the people that did actually want it to only offer 80 people yeah that is a bummer it, it did suck a little bit but, but it sounds like you were super awesome. good on it yeah super yeah. high on it it was super awesome so i would definitely go again um, something we kind of glossed over that I kind of want to go back to a little bit. Uh, we forgot to go over this. Our favorite games of all time. Uh, we, we obviously people know that I love the Halo franchise, but Halo, Halo 3 is the greatest game of all time. Like the complete package, Halo 3 had phenomenal multiplayer, phenomenal campaign, introduced four or Yes, introduce Forge, introduce theater mode, which theater and Forge were things that were like brand new for the time. Like you hadn't seen anything like that before necessarily. So that was super cool uh, as well. So Halo 3 really defined a lot of this generation's um, tool sets, I guess you'll, you'll call them. Halo 3 is the GOAT. So. That's cool. That's a completely biased opinion. So it's completely correct opinion. So. so I will always go with one, but I will always have two whenever I say my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Uh, my number one of all time, yeah. Super Mario World. I couldn't tell you how many hours I played as that as a kid, how many hours I played as that as an adult. Yeah. Um, I, when I got the SNES Classic, I played it again. Yeah. Uh, got all the keys, got all the worlds unlocked, including the Star World, uh, which Star World can be a little difficult because you have to figure out all the secret passages and all that stuff, but yeah. it just holds up so well today. It I is. mean, that game is about as old as I am. Like, yeah. you don't get that with a lot of things, and yeah. it's just amazing. And then I always have to give a shout out to Super Metroid. Super Metroid. Um, I never played the original Metroid, uh, I always saw it in. Uh, well, I never played it, I guess I should say, as a kid. Gotcha. But I always saw it in, like, Nintendo Power, and I remember asking my mom, like, hey, can we get this game? And at that point, she wanted to maybe not get me some shooting games. Mm-hmm. So she ended up reluctantly getting it, and then I just spent so many hours just plugged to the TV, just 
playing that game. I mean, it's still probably one of the best action adventure games there is. I mean, there's so much to explore. For sure. So many games take so much homage from it. Hollow Knight, yep. Axiom Verge. Yep. I mean, an invent. I know Metroid came first before Super Metroid, but I mean, there's an entire genre named after this game. Yep. Because uh, even Castlevania is a Metroid. And, <laughs> and what about freaking Retro working on Metroid Prime Four now? That's well, that had to that's happen. That's exciting. I, yeah. I can't believe that wasn't even said to from begin the get go. Yeah. yeah. Like we probably would have it this year. And. Like what was Retro working on before that? Because they haven't they haven't released anything since Tropical Freeze. Right? I I couldn't tell you. Like I, they didn't do the remaster. I thought that was Blue Sky or Blue Star that did the remaster. Donkey for, Kong. No, no, I'm talking about for Wii U. Yeah, but when yeah. they released it for the Switch, I thought oh, that was yeah. uh, Blue Sky or Blue Oh yeah, Plane, I'm sure it was. Yeah, because that's what I'm remaster. saying. Like what the heck have they been working on before that? I don't know. So I mean, the one thing I will say is it's nice that as a developer that took over, mm-hmm. they Nintendo let them scrap everything that was done and just start, start over. Yeah. That means they're not inheriting whatever yeah. mess it was turning out yeah. to be. That game's going to be at least a year or two away. We're probably not least. looking, my guess is 2022. Yeah, I'm fully embracing it's a possibility. it. But I'm fully embracing that I get a Metroid Prime trilogy. <laughs> yeah, that... I get that, or I walk. They, they need to release that, I have, Dude, I haven't played one since... Uh, that time on GameCube when I got it. I got it for Christmas Day. Yep. And I remember it was the first present I opened. I stopped opening presents. And I just played that for three hours. Oh my gosh. I, dude, I love that game. That was so The <sighs> graphics were, yeah. you thought you were in next gen on a GameCube. Which, gotcha. who would have thought that on a GameCube? Absolutely. Alright, so we're going to jump into the final segment of this episode. So the final segment, we're going to do a top five. So today we're going to talk about our top five most anticipated games by the end of this year to release. So these aren't in any particular order or anything. They're just kind of our top five games that we're looking forward to for the rest of the year. So Do you just want to go around Robin with it? Um, honestly, I think I'm just going to list mine and then talk about why I feel like each one... I disagree, but go ahead. Well, <laughs> you can do yours a different way. That's debatable. All right, well, so my top five, Gears 5, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Outer Worlds, Control, and Doom Eternal. So <clears throat> the thing about this list is Gears 5 I'm super excited about because... It's the continuation of Gears 4 story, which I absolutely loved. I know people don't really give it the credit that it's deserved after Coalition took over uh, the Gears franchise. Well, they all hate that Marcus Phoenix isn't the star anymore, right? Well, I mean, Marcus Phoenix is still heavily in Gears 4 story. I only played the first two hours, so I can't really oh test Oh my it. gosh. Marcus Phoenix is heavily in that game. But anyways, I love that story. The new characters are great. Kate and Dell and Now, she's the JD. main one this time around, right? Yes, okay. Kate is the main character. And they've never done a female lead character before in the Gears games? Uh, n- no, like, you've had, obviously, female characters in, like, the story. In like, the story, yeah, but not like that yeah. they were the main playable character. Right, okay. right, right, yeah. Mainly, it's been Marcus and uh, Cole and Cole was Baird and who was his son? The last guy, JD is in okay. Gears Four. It's JD, yeah. Okay. But um, so I'm super excited for Gears Five. Uh, multiplayer wise, I'm not really a big Gears multiplayer guy, but I mean it's fine. I'll play it. It's it looks cool. Um, but Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, I'm super excited for that as well. 
people are saying like basically it's like a metroidvania type game and dude it gave me kotor vibes yeah like i don't mean by the gameplay yeah i mean simply from the fact of we everyone was so hyped yep. when kotor uh, was on the original xbox and then it was on pc yeah like that's how i feel it's getting to be for fallen order mm-hmm. we haven't been that excited oh no you couldn't even say for battlefront because oh, we yeah. kind of all knew when things started getting leaked from battlefront we're like, we knew what we were gonna this get. is gonna be a train wreck well <laughs> honestly about about the original battlefront wasn't bad it's just it was very basic and there wasn't a lot of content there was not that I, was, that's why i did not buy it because yeah. of the online only yeah but anyways so outer worlds outer worlds looks absolutely stunning as we talked about before i love obsidian's games like all of their games that they've released except for alpha protocol let's not talk about that uh i've loved i'm familiar with all their it was that like spy rpg that was oh yeah yeah, yeah i remember that one now yeah yeah it wasn't very i never good. played it but i remember seeing it got it didn't get great reviews yeah but everything else they've made recently i've absolutely loved so i'm very very excited for outer worlds uh especially those fallout vibes as well so are you gonna get it on the xbox or the switch xbox one x the best place <laughs> to play 4k sorry uh, so, not a fanboy whatsoever. No, I'm not. Um, I'm not at all. Halo Five Guardians. Uh, anyways, uh, Control. I'm very, very excited for as well. Uh, Alan Wake developer Remedy, and also they made Quantum Quantum uh, Break. Why? Why did I want to say Quantic Dream? Quantum Break. Dream is a. They made Quantum Break, and also Alan Wake, and. I don't think that Remedy's ever made a bad game, so I'm I'm just very excited for Control, and it has a lot of vibes of Quantum Break as well. I'd agree. My only issue with anything is that yeah. you talked about Alan Wake and Quantum Break, and not their best games. Uh, Max, Max Payne, Payne one yes. and two. I know Max uh, Payne. I mean, but invented, that was a long time ago. Invented bullet time. Yeah. Uh, especially when that was huge around Matrix days. Yeah, that was a long time ago, though. This is 20th century stuff right it, now. It does 20%. look really cool. Yeah. I uh, I like the gameplay mechanics of it. It's yeah. playing a lot with what they, I think they learned with uh, Quantum Break itself, minus the TV yeah. aspect. Absolutely. My only issue ever was with Quantum Break was the reticle. I just wish they did not make that white <laughs> because it, it was such a light game. Which is crazy that they didn't have some kind of colorblind option that That's, they yeah, could change exactly. the color of it. But anyways. Um, and then my last one, Doom Eternal. I'm super excited for that as well. Um, the Doom reboot from 2015, I believe. Uh, 2016. 2016. 2016. 2016. Doom 2016 was amazing. I love that game. The campaign was a ton of fun. So I'm very excited for that. The only thing that's a little weird for me is they're changing the multiplayer. It's more of like a it's like a two v one multiplayer now. So it's not like your traditional. I saw Doom. that. Yeah, I just yeah. Their multiplayer was never something I got into though. To be no. honest with you, so it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me, but it's just kind of like oh, that's weird yeah. for for like the hardcore Doom audience. I'm not the hardcore Doom audience. I just love the campaign from the from the 2016 reboot. So I'm excited to play more Doom. I didn't actually get into Doom when I was a kid, except until Doom Three released on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. I really love that one. But I 100% agree with you from the Doom remake. I have very high hopes when it comes to uh, this next installment of the franchise just because I, it's going to be exactly pretty much what you expect from Doom. It's going to yeah. be grittier, guttier, gorier. Yep. I mean, it's, it's going to be an insane game again. Oh, yeah. 
And that's probably been one of the best campaigns I've played on an FPS in this generation. Yes, except for Wolfenstein. Oh. Wolfenstein 2, yeah, I would agree. The first one, too, was good. I always like this. I love, oh, man. From what I've heard on the second one, everybody oh. kind of... My opinion's already been, like, melded to think that that's <laughs> going to be better when I inevitably play it. The, the funny part about The New Order, which is the first one, is... Everyone played that first mission and thought it was going to be awful. Oh, if you remember bad. that, it was bad. The yes. first mission was awful, was and everyone was like, "Oh no, this is going to be terrible." When you and jump then, on the turret and everything, yeah, yeah that and, was bad. And then the rest of the game was really good. It was, and, yeah. And everyone's like, "Oh, thank God, it's yeah. a really good game." But yeah, anyways, if you want to go into your yeah. top five, so uh, we do have an overlapping one when it comes to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yep, uh, I 100% agree with you. Like I was saying, like that game. I think will be EA Shining Star this year. Yeah. And they don't get too many of them anymore. Yeah. Um, even though Apex is technically an EA game, it's done yeah. very well for them. Respawn has never made a bad game. I would 100% agree with that. Yeah. So. I mean, I think at this point, um, just from what they've shown in the last couple years, yeah. they would be a top tier FPS developer. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think you could put them on the heights of Bungie as far as their dedication to their craft. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. Um, that just always feels... Like, whenever you pick up Halo, as much crap as I give you, it feels right. Yes, absolutely. When I played uh, Titanfall, uh, the first one, I never played two. My friend Chris oh, always hated that so I did. so good. But even Campaign. when I played um, playing Apex, it just... Nothing feels like it shouldn't. Yeah. And you don't get that too often with FPSs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, Star Wars, I, I'm 100% getting on that. Yeah, uh, next one, Borderlands 3. Ugh. Huge Borderlands per, uh, person. I just, I've loved the first two. Um, I actually almost contemplated buying Borderlands 2 VR, but I ended up not because I'm like, I've already played you like six times. I don't need a seventh time, yeah. especially in VR. But... I remember during winter break in college playing the first one for eight hours a day straight with my friend Chris yep. and just rocking the hell out of that campaign. Yep. It's going to be even crazier than it was before. Yep. You have opinions, but opinions don't matter. <laughs> Borderlands 2 is amazing. I, I'm super excited for Borderlands 3. I just freaking hate Randy Pitchford because he's a freaking weirdo and no one likes him. But anyways, that's my two cents about Randy Pitchford. <laughs> my little well, Randy. regardless, the game just looks insane. And the best yep. part about it, in my eyes, is the loot sharing. Mm. Uh, that was something that was always contentious with us, yeah. is sharing the loot. And yep. now everyone can get the same thing. Kind of destiny esque. It is, yeah. But I have a feeling we're gonna go suicidal and just everyone gets whatever you can get first and then just <laughs> if you're screwed, you're screwed. Yeah. Um next one is Darksiders Genesis. Ooh, yeah. Uh so this is an odd one for me because I did not expect any more Darksiders ever again. Yeah. I, I never saw the third one coming yeah. when it was an IGN um, exclusive back yeah. like two years ago. Because THQ Nordic ended exactly, up buying yeah. it. Yeah. So I was so shocked with that as, and I'm still ashamed to admit that I haven't played the third one. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to eventually when it gets on sale. Yeah. But uh, we ain't making that money. You catch you, my drift. And you loved the first game. I loved the second game. So I loved both. But, but yes, the first game, what I had so much fun. It was like yeah. an adult Zelda. Yeah. But the Genesis is not. It is it's not Zelda. Crawler. It is a dungeon crawler. It yeah. is giving me so many Diablo vibes. Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. So good. Uh, I just can't wait to play it. I'm yeah. Honestly, I'm just so interested in the story because we finally 
at this point we'll have all four characters mm, yep. war death um fury and strife yep does the franchise continue after that or i think is this it does it? i i don't know i mean it, yeah. I, apparently three had to sell well enough for genesis to be greenlit that's true yeah. um so i'm very much looking forward to that next one is luigi's mansion three uh i love the original luigi's mansion yep uh i play dark of the moon on my 3ds mm-hmm. I, I just i love that type of goofy kid game that's really intelligent when it comes to not being a kid game yep you know how like yo did you ever play yoshi's island no. yoshi's island uh super mario world 2 basically i did not uh it is a kid's game to the yep. t besides the Design. unlocking stuff yeah. yes so it's it's baby mode but there's a hard mode in there you just have to look for when it comes to the platforming and right. that's how i always felt about luigi's mansion is it, it can be very easy but yeah it's just so quirky so funny it yeah. looks great i love that it's taking place in this hotel that uh, it looks like mario kind of owns <laughs> yeah i have no idea what's going on with Luigi. yeah at this point but Gooigi. it's co-op so <laughs> yeah. look at it that way yeah. I, I don't know i'm just so excited. Halloween's perfect time to announce this yep. and get this released. I think it's going to be so much fun to play it. Absolutely. And then my last one, as everyone knows, I've played, I have not only played one Zelda my entire life. So Link's Awakening is coming out this year. There we go. Uh, so I am so much looking forward to this game. You know, I cannot believe that you as a Zelda fan, you've... You've not played Link's Awakening. You're... No, not Link's, Link, Link's Awakening is not the one I haven't played. Oh, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I was leading into that because I've only played two Zelda games. Yeah, exactly. Like the... Ocarina uh, and uh, yeah. Breath of the Wild. No, yeah. my one Zelda game is the one that was on the Laserdisc. Oh. Because I played Zelda, yeah. the original, even Zelda 2, which yeah. I know it got a lot of flack for, but it was actually an interesting idea how they had it. But yeah. Link's Awakening... I mean, there's no other... It's a messed up game, man. Yeah. It is not your Zelda. Like, mm-hmm. you do not... It's. I get it as a top-down Zelda, and you either are a top-down or an open world. Yep. But it has so many quirky things in Nintendo's history. I mean, one of the enemies is a Chomp Chomp. Ooh. Uh, it's got a bunch of references to other franchises and stuff like that. It takes place on an island that we have never once again I revisited. I never even thought of that. When you said Chomp Chomp, I'm like, yeah, it does, because I remember seeing that yeah. that trailer that that shows that. Like, I never put that together until you just said yeah. that. Like, huh. it, It's so weird. Some That's of the weird. side quests that you do for the inhabitants yeah. just don't make sense. Your mm. whole thing is you have to appease, I believe, if I remember right, it's a giant fish uh, to get off the island. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, so it's just a very odd game, but I yeah. think Nintendo does its best work when it's working with Oddity. Yeah. So, yeah, that, those are my top five. And I think, yeah. honestly, for as much crap as this beginning of the year has gotten with not, like, stellar games like we got last year. Right. Just pretty good games. We aren't getting any crazy AAA Yeah, we're not games. getting Red Dead. We're not yeah. getting God of War, Spider-Man. Yeah. I still think we're getting a very good fall season. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's led by third party. But... Uh, 100%. I yeah. think... For the most part, I think first parties have learned to stay clear of third-party fall. Yeah. I I think to a certain extent, yes. But also, you have some things that aren't going to move from there. Like, in my opinion, Microsoft's never going to budge from Halo in the fall or even Forza in the fall. They've kind of established that as their, their time slots. But, like, 
like you said, now with Microsoft acquiring all those other studios, they're going to spread those across the year, kind of like what Sony's been doing, because Sony's had God of War and uh, Spider-Man on opposite ends of the year. Exactly, yeah. So... I definitely think that'll be interesting to see. And Microsoft's expanded their studios. There's talk of Sony expanding their studios as well, uh, which is kind of insane because their studios are already really good. I know they closed a couple studios I mean, last Cy- year. Psionic. Um, yeah. Who whoever made the uh, the driving game? Yep, I know Drive what you're Club. talking about. Yep. Um, I don't. I don't know. No, Psionic makes uh, Gran Turismo. That's my bad. Yeah. I. But yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. it, it'll be. Very interesting to see what happens after this fall. I mean, there's yeah. a, there's a rumor of Last of Us coming out in February of next year. I think that Last of Us will come out spring 2020 because how who why would you go up against well, Cyberpunk? The reason is is because all right. So the original Last of Us came out 2013 in spring 2013, right before the next gen consoles came out. If you time that perfectly, it's literally spring of 2020 and then next-gen consoles coming out the end of the year. They can capitalize on PS4 sales of the game and then a remaster on PS5 as well. So I agree with you, and I know we're about to wrap up, but yeah. my whole thing would be Sony has announced now the Microsoft plan where they're yeah. doing backwards compatibility. Yeah. I don't think this next coming generation we're going to be in remaster hell. I yeah. mean... It feels like just this year we finally got out of the remasters. I agree. I mean, it's been and I and I can fully admit I'm part of the problem. Yep. I mean, I I bought Shadow of the Colossus. I yep. bought the Bioshock Collection because yep. I just wanted to have those experiences Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Yep. And I will say, don't don't do any more don't do any more remasters. But backwards compatibility is key. You have to continue giving people options to play games. I agree. We don't want to lose the ability to play games, but we don't want remasters as well. Except for Mass Effect trilogy. Give us a Mass Effect trilogy, EA. They've already said they're not going to. I don't care. I want it. <laughs> I will storm EA for so, a Mass Effect trilogy. Before we go, can I make yeah. a gaming confession to you? Yeah, let's And I see think it. maybe this will be a hot topic we'll revisit on oh, a couple of shows. Oh, no. Gaming confession. I've never once played a Mass Effect game. What? I've never once played a Mass Effect game. No lie. Everyone always talked about this controversy with the, the last one. Never played it. I'm finding this out live right now, audience. What that? What? Never. How have you one. not played a Mass Effect game? I was. I didn't have a 360, and I know the first one was exclusive oh to 360 gosh. at that time. That's one of the greatest freaking space trilogies of all time, except for Halo. Don't well, don't mistake my words there. Z- Xenoblade Chronicles was a good. Team, ah, whatever. All right, guys. So we're going to wrap up here. That was uh, the end of episode one of Podcast PXN. I really appreciate everyone checking this out and uh, interacting in the comments. Um, next podcast, if don't be afraid to like drop something in the comments and we'll, we'll interact with you guys. If you have questions or comments or whatever, we'll read them off and kind of interact with you guys as we go so uh, i know there wasn't a ton of activity this is our first episode so i didn't expect a ton of people to be in here but uh we're very excited to get get started on this and uh if you want to follow us you can go to at podcast pxn on twitter uh we're, we're over there and then just search podcast pxn on youtube obviously you're already here so you won't have that issue if you're watching live 
But if you're listening uh, on iTunes or whatever, you can always follow us on YouTube as well. So again, guys, I really appreciate you guys coming out, and I think we'll see you guys next week. Bye.